0: to the Last J Radio Network. Back on the Last J Radio Network. I want to talk a little bit about the concept of, of networking. I'm getting back on my, my business grind. If you're new to the Lancet Radio Network, basically, I try to cover everything that's going on. I'm all over the map, and people have criticized me for that over the years. Authenticity is, is very important to me. So I talk about things that I love. I love healthcare, I'm a healthcare executive by trade. I love sports. I was on ESPN for many years. And on NBC Sports Radio for, for many years. I love hip-hop music. By the way, in the background, that's that's Skins. Pete Rock and CL Smooth, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Which is probably, that and to Pippa Butterfly are my two personal favorite albums. I think Mecca and the Soul Brother, if, if I was on a deserted island, I'm probably taking Mecca and the Soul Brother. To Pippa Butterfly is is so complex, I I don't even know. It's over my head. But I love Pete Rock and and C.L. Smooth, love hip-hop, 90s hip-hop. I also talk about politics. I also talk about pop culture. But I especially enjoy talking about career and and business and and my, I don't want to say ascension, but I've had a very interesting career. I worked in finance for many years and, and kind of saw the the bubble bursting and decided to go back to school, get an MBA and get into healthcare. I felt that healthcare was gonna be a, a more longitudinal opportunity for me to have a career and put food on the table. Had a lot of success early in my career in healthcare. Was moving up the ranks, had an opportunity to go to, to Miami University, the Miami University, the the fighting Ben Roethlisberger's. And went to go work for Kettering Health in Dayton, Ohio. Loved it there. Taught medical economics. Really was carving out a career for myself. And then I got sick. I got Lyme disease. And Lyme disease, you get it from a tick bite. So I'm out jogging one day. I get I get bit by a tick. A few weeks later, I'm extremely ill. I had no idea that that Lyme disease existed, that you get bit by a tick, and it could cause major havoc. On your life. But long story short, I was so sick that I was unable to to continue it at Kettering and, and had to leave my job. I spent almost three years unable to work. Really, a lot of that time unable to take care of myself. I had a doctor tell me once that I'd never walk again. So I went from being healthy to going all the way down into a wheelchair. My mother, God rest her soul, was taking care of me. She refused to let me perish. My mother carried me on her back and did everything she could do to to find out what was going on. I was a single man then and she did whatever she could do to find out what was going on. And we, we eventually found out that I had Lyme disease. I had to, to be on a waiting list for about six months to, to receive treatment, had to move from Ohio to, to Baltimore DC area to get treatment. And it took, once I, once I started my treatments with, with Dr. Kenneth Singleton in Towson, Maryland, once I started those treatments, it took about a year and a half, two years to get well to where I was able to work again. I had to teach myself how to walk again. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have anything. I had to start over in my 30s with nothing. No 401K, liquidated everything, no money, nothing. And I was blessed. Um, you learn from those. You learn from those experiences. I was blessed to move forward in my career and, and I landed in Nashville and got into Medicare and had some good uh, mentors and moved to Seattle, got a management job, moved to Pittsburgh, got a director's job, moved to Phoenix, got a VP job. And I was able to recoup. I went through a job experience, but was able to recoup everything and had a phenomenal career in healthcare and, and met some awesome people, got to do a lot of traveling, got to speak, speak, at conferences, and, and then ultimately I opened up my own consulting practice. And I was talking yesterday on the show about leadership and about servant leadership and about the concept of humble leadership. And I've learned so much over the years. I, I used to be that guy that wanted to be the smartest guy in the room. I had a chip on my shoulder because I had been sick. I had been vulnerable. I lost everything. I knew what it's like to have a 505 credit score, not be able to get an apartment, and need my mother to cosign. So I could get an apartment in my 30s. After making six figures, going down to nothing, starting over. Well, you learn a lot about leadership. I had that chip on my shoulder. I wasn't always the best team player. I wasn't always the best boss. I wasn't always the the visionary. A lot of times I was selfish and self-centered. And you learn over time that your career is much more tethered to your staff and your team and the people that you work with than your own personal talents. So you'd be brilliant. You could have a lot going for you. But if you don't build relationships, if you don't instill confidence in others, if you don't galvanize people, then you're never going to achieve what, what you really have the opportunity to achieve with your, with your own personal talents. So I talk a lot about that on the show. I want to talk about networking, because every time I come off a big conference, I like to see people network. And, and you go to these big conferences. So I was just at Rise in Colorado Springs. You go to these big conferences. You have the large corporate sponsors. You had the little guy like me that has a ten by ten booth and a couple of chairs. You have some of the, I said some of the some of the large corporate sponsors look like the Super Bowl. You have these huge, enormous booths that that cost tens, hundreds, of thousands of dollars. Looks like radio at Super Bowl, and all of it is to network. All of it is to draw traffic. All of it is to generate sales. All of it is to build relationships. A lot of vendors they'll have a dinner. Some of the smaller vendors they'll have a dinner. They'll have ten people. The big vendors they'll have a they'll have a dinner. They'll have seventy five people, hundred people there, because they have the budget to do so. And I always enjoy kind of mingling and talking to people, just finding out. That's the that's my favorite thing about the show is picking people's brains about leadership and networking. But the concept of networking, I I, I wanted to talk. It is the people out there that are entrepreneurs or are trying to move forward in their career, trying to get plugged in. And I get a lot of this because of the show, not just in healthcare, but just the show in general. People want to, quote, network with me. So people will reach out to me. People will hit me up. Some of them are people that are, are friends of mine and they basically want to know, do I have a plug that can help them to be successful in whatever they're doing? I don't mind doing that. I've been blessed to know a lot of people. I interview people for a living. I have access to a lot of CEOs, a lot of leaders, a lot of thought leaders, a lot of brilliant people, much smarter than myself. But networking, if someone is always coming back to the well over and over and over And over again, can you introduce me to that person? Can you make that connection? Can you give me their number? Can you help me close this sale? Can you give me a reference? Be careful of of the individuals out there that they want you to network for them, but they never, ever, ever pick up the phone to support you. When they have a contact, when they have a mutual acquaintance, when they know something that's about to go down that can benefit you, they don't make that call for you. They don't shoot you a DM or a text saying that, hey, you know, I heard that, that such and such is about to go down the streets. There's a little birdies let me know. Be real careful of that because somebody that always wants you to help them out on their quest for, for global domination, on their quest to get promoted, on their quest to launch their own business, on their quest to be successful, but they never pick up the phone to help you. That's not networking. You're not networking if you're always helping someone else out. Networking, this is business, man. This is not personal. Get out your feelings. Networking is about business. Now, sometimes you build relationships with people over the course of years and they become family, they become extended family, they become really close friends. But for the most part, this is business. This is not personal. If somebody is always using you and you're a reservoir of content, your Rolodex, and they don't contribute, that's, that's not networking. That's something else. I, I don't know what to call it. I, I, I'm not going to say that you're getting played. I'm not going to say that you're a sucker. But you might be mentoring them. But surround yourselves with people that, that have mutual interest in your success. You're not just there to, to jumpstart, kickstart, help them to be all they can be, to, to quote the United States military. You want people in your circle, in your camp, that are just as invested in your success. And that's who I surround myself with. Your people, David Meyer, Isaac Palmer, my attorney, Alan Bozeman. These are people that are always trying to figure out how to help me out. How to make a link, how to make a connect. Hey James, could you come to dinner? It's somebody that we want you to meet. My man Derek Tavares down in down in Orlando at Med Health Clinic, Dr. Fabian Garcia. These are phenomenal people. Always looking out for me. Always try to find a lead. We help each other. I want to see them grow. They want to see me grow. We work together. But but just beware, there, there are people out there that, that they they're takers. There are people out there that are just takers. And not just in healthcare or in business. There are people out there that are takers in your personal life and in, in your family and relationships. And I've ended I've ended personal friendships with people who, who I didn't think were supportive of what I was doing and they wanted my plugs, they wanted my support, but they didn't support what I was doing. They, maybe they didn't think I was popular enough and wasn't cool enough. And then co-sign with, with their friends from college, the people we went to college to. But I will not tolerate that in my personal life. And I won't tolerate that in my professional life. I'm here to help people be successful. I'm here to climb this mountain together. But I'm not here to, to be your footstool or your ottoman or your stepping stone to success. Take that down the block. Lance J. <laughs> listening to the Lance J Radio Network. What's wrong with him? He ain't been acting like himself lately. I mean, it kinda hurt me because we've been best friends since we was in the second grade. Did you know that? And I try to talk to him. He don't even hear me. He's gone. I mean, I could look out for myself, but. Man, I don't know what he might do to steal. The way he's been acting lately. You're my man and everything, but uh, i do them in if I have to. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. James Lewis. And what, and what the, the pistol-packing people, people say, you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart out my chest to put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain, because that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine, and yours is mine rampage the first lieutenant of the universal flip squad i'm a bald head with a knife i want your money or your life so 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 you are listening to the lance j radio network dj connect is the global network leader for artists musicians dish jockeys and record executives get your record played anywhere in the world copenhagen los angeles the french riviera or south beach To learn more, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to pre-order the application today on Apple's platforms.